This is exactly right. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to my favorite murder, the mini in George's closet. That's right. And Karen's second bedroom. That's right. What do you call that room? Second guest bedroom? room? Guest mm-hmm. room. Okay. Because there's only two. So I don't want to start counting off extra bedrooms because it ends, <laughs> the list ends at this one. <laughs> well, you've actually had guests in your, in that second bedroom. I, I think I have to call mine a second bedroom because there's never been a guest. <laughs> Because it's purely for the bed. <laughs> That's it's, the guest. There's no bed. There's a fucking... Ca- there's a, it's like almost like a, a do not sit here if you're not Vince or Georgia sign. Oh, well then, look, that's how you want your house to be. What yeah. better time than the pandemic to have a house like that? <laughs> right. No, no one's welcome. Hi. Perfect. How are you? Perfect. Uh, good. How are you? <laughs> good. I'll be honest. As you know, I just had to take Georgia... George, nope. sorry. <laughs> Please don't take me to the vet. I just had to take my dog Georgie to the vet because she's, I could tell she had a, like a bad tooth. She looked uh-huh. unhappy. She was, she's, she does some low moans um, and Aww. she's been drooling a lot. So I had to drive her up there and on the freeway up to the vet, I had a panic attack on the freeway <gasps> because it all kind of started to start sitting on me of like what's happening. And right yeah. as it, I was like, oh no, do I have to pull off the freeway and start breathing weird or whatever and then Mm -hmm. this voice I don't know where it came from because I never am this nice to myself this voice came in that went of course you're having a panic attack what are you supposed to be doing of course you are and then it all went away almost immediately nice thank god acknowledge it and be like yeah it's all right yes what the hell are we supposed to be doing treat yourself like George's Georgie's tooth be gentle with your be gentle drool oh, a lot because you're because you're rotten <laughs> <laughs> to the core i just looked over to her and la- laughing and then she started she started laughing wait oh. she, she wagged her tail can you see that georgie you wagged your tail oh there's a tail there it is yep, love it. There it right Gigi? there it is hey okay don't oh, we got a frank one too all right um oh, this is the mini so oh no time. sorry <laughs> what i forgot we what? were recording Oh, <laughs> I was just holding up my Skype to my dogs on a podcast, guys. It was for my apology. For me. Yeah, I know whatever. it's true. How you guys doing? We're here How for is you. Everybody, I'm in my closet because yeah. it sounds good in here, but I think I don't think I can do this anymore. No, you're gonna have to search. This is gonna be your homework assignment. Search the rest of your house for another spot. Okay, you can do it. Yeah, I'm doing it. Get up in that attic, girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's the third bedroom, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the crawl space yes uh, tiny bed in there should we read stuff do you want to go first i think it's time 
The subject line of this email is who killed Big Daddy? Hey, MFM gang. I've been listening to your podcast for years, and I've always meant to send in this story. It's not my hometown, but it is about someone I knew. Fabio Cementelli was a hairstylist, educator, and the VP of a hair company originally from Canada. He split his time between Toronto and LA. He had a huge welcoming smile, and he was known in the hair industry as Big Daddy, partly Hmm. because he looked like a big, friendly Santa Claus, and also for his big, friendly heart. I only met him a few times, but he was seriously just a good guy. Everyone who met him liked him. He just had one of those awesome personalities. Okay, we get it. Um, so something bad's going to happen to Big Daddy, you can tell. Uh, oh, wait, that's it's said it in this subject line. In January 2017, we were shocked to learn that Fabio had been stabbed to death in a brutal carjacking outside his L.A. home in broad daylight. He was discovered by his own daughter. Oh, that's horrible. Everyone who knew him was devastated. It was a huge loss. It was a brutal crime and it seemed a bit fishy. His expensive car had been stolen but then ditched not far from his home. Why would you kill someone for their car only to ditch it a couple blocks later? Shock turned to anger five months later when we found out that his wife of 20 years and her lover were arrested for first-degree murder. The two allegedly had an affair and decided to kill Fabio for his $1.6 million life insurance policy. Reports say that the two were partying in Vegas shortly after the murder, even though publicly she was playing the sad widow. Both alleged killers are still awaiting trial, apparently slated for this spring or summer. I hope that once the trial is over, justice will be served for this amazing guy who was taken too soon. He's truly missed. Thanks for all that you do. Virginia from Ottawa, Canada. Oh, that's so sad. And to to have his daughter find it. I wonder if that was part of the plan. What an evil act. Well, that it, but that would have been the mother's plan. So how, maybe it was I mean, a stepmother. Maybe it was like, oh god. But but yeah. also just like so short sighted and awful. Yeah, and horrible. Yeah, another horrible email. Thank you. That's Virginia. what it's all about. Okay, clap clap. This says Stephen. My uncle was murdered by a serial killer. Yes, I and then it starts. Yes, I just channeled my most YouTube-esque clickbait title, but I promise it's worth it. At a live show in Columbus, Georgia beautifully covered serial killer Donald Harvey. However, a specific murder was left out, arguably Donald Harvey's most violent murder, that of my great uncle. Ooh. And, yeah. So she's like, great job, Georgia. You fucked up, which is a really great way to tell someone they fucked up. I don't feel attacked at all. For real. Oh, good. Yeah. <laughs> good, because you are. Um <laughs> I'm from bumfuck London, Kentucky, which apart from priding itself on giving Colonel Sanders his start in opening the first KFC restaurant, yay, what more do you want? I know, which is celebrated every September downtown in the annual World Chicken Festival, in which they bring in the world's largest skillet and serve chicken in it. I swear I'm not <laughs> shitting you right now. You can Google this shit. London also gave Donald Harvey his career as an orderly at Marymount Hospital. Oh, yeah. Um, and he was the angel of death who killed like 80 something people. And he was awful. And I definitely left some stuff out because it's hard to talk about that stuff on stage. And this one is well, also the, when people have 80 when their victims are up in the 80s yeah. and when it gets that high, the research becomes so intense. It it, it becomes really problematic because there's yeah. so many people to name and talk about. And our show is only two and a half hours long. So 
Um, okay, so Marymount Hospital. While he was there, he unfortunately crossed paths with my 81-year-old great uncle in 1970. This was actually unfortunate for both of them. Their relationship really kicked off when Donald Harvey tripped over my uncle's drainage tube and ripped his catheter out of his penis. Shortly after, oh. rum- I know, rumor has it that my uncle started paying attention to him and frequently calling him a demon from hell. The rumor was that for some reason, my uncle was suspicious of him. And when Harvey entered his room in the middle of the night, my uncle hid behind the door and hit Harvey over the head with a urinal. Jeez. He uh, he knocked Harvey unconscious and then poured the contents of the urinal on him. An 81 year old. Harvey was taken to the emergency room on a stretcher while my uncle told the orderlies that he thought he was a burglar. Fucking with... Of serial killer. Now we get to the murder. Yeah, why are you sneaking into an old man's room in the middle of the night? Because you're a serial killer. Because you're a killer. Right. Once Harvey was released and went back to work, he once again snuck into my uncle's room in the middle of the night. Georgia mentioned that one of Harvey's favorite means of punishment was to use improper size catheters on patients. Okay. Harvey proceeded to give my uncle a size 21 catheter intended for a female instead of the standard size 18 for males. And then I never do this either, but I'm not reading the next line. If you want to read more, find more about his awful deeds, you can do so online. Um, My uncle immediately went into shock and fell into a coma shortly after. He died four days later from the trauma he suffered. The entirety of my uncle's story is featured in the book Defending Donald Harvey, written by his attorney. So here's a few updates for you. As you all may know, Donald Harvey was beaten to death in his cell in prison in 2017 by another inmate, James Elliott, who has since been charged with the crime. As for London, Marymount Hospital is now closed. And not only did they close, they tore that bitch down not long after. I guess that's our way of saying... Hey, we're sorry we knew this guy was causing deaths of patients and swept it under the rug to avoid bad press. We'll just tear the whole place down and pretend it never happened. Sorry for the big fat fucking bummer, ladies. I love you all dearly and you'll never cease to make me feel better when things seem too dark. Please keep fighting the good fight and don't you dare stop recording. Stay sexy, Sarah. Wow, Sarah. Sarah. That's well, a big I one. I think probably e- e- easily our most catheter based email that we've ever had. <laughs> Which is automatically uncomfortable for everyone involved. Hey, send us your catheter stories, guys. (laughs) Send us your catheters. (laughs) This week here in Georgia, put a call out for catheters and catheter stories. We're just like those late night reruns. I used to constantly wake up on the couch at like three in the morning with a a really loud catheter commercial. I'd just be like, oh, my God, (laughs) it's happening in my life. (laughs) <laughs> That's what you get when you watch old timey like detective shows. It's just catheter and mesh sponge. I don't know what they're called. It's truly heart to heart. And then, yeah, don't reuse your Mesothelioma. (laughs) Mesothelioma. If you or a loved one has mesothelioma. All right. All right. Ready for this next one? More badness on the way. Uh, My badass aunt stayed sexy and did not get murdered. Hello, amazing ladies, Stephen and furry creatures. Heard the request for survival survival stories in the latest mini-sode, and I figured I'd send this one. 
Uh, last week, my mom and I were on the phone. Hello, social distancing boredom. And I was asking her what it's been like living so many places that have act- active serial killers during their collective reign of terror. They moved to Rancho Cor- Cordova, which is a suburb oh. of Sacramento, during the height of the East Area Rapist Golden State Killer from the Bay Area where the Zoki- Zodiac had been active a <laughs> few years shit. earlier. Good old NorCal in the 70s. Am I right? Yes, you are. Uh, then my mom says to me, you know, your aunt was kidnapped as a teenager right (laughs) what all caps Apparently, when my aunt was 16, she had just gotten her driver's license. She wanted to run to the store one night, and my grandparents reluctantly let her go. She just needed one thing, and um, it had it had been cold, so she ran in and left the car door unlocked so that yeah. so she could jump back in quickly. After she got in and started driving, a man sat up in the back seat and pulled a gun out, told her to keep driving or he was going to kill her. He had um, he had her drive to the beach about an hour away, forced her out onto the beach where he raped her and then started choking her so my quick thinking aunt pretended to pass out and played dead this asshole then got in her car and drove away thinking she was dead leaving my aunt stranded naked on the beach she made her way back to the highway where she got help the police caught the guy in my aunt's car and he was arrested found out later that he had raped and killed two other women in the area shortly before he tried to kill my aunt many years later my grandfather told my mom that he had a bad feeling that night when she was leaving and he almost got in their other car and followed her just to be safe but he decided not to because he thought that she would be upset and then in all caps it says always listen to your gut my aunt stayed sexy and went on to become an amazing human who despite having many awful things happen to her somehow has managed to be one of the most positive and kindest people i know love you ladies give elvis a cookie for me stay sexy and don't get covid19 laura Oh, my God. What a harrowing story. Yeah. It's so, so crazy what some people go through in their lives and can still be positive afterwards. You know, it just makes you not. They flourish. The fight you're having with your neighbor. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It gives nice perspective. Yeah. Okay. This one I was going to read last week, but then you read that one beautiful one and there was no way to follow it. So let me. Okay. This one's called Nana's Condoms. <laughs> Nice call. Nice editorial call on the fly, Georgia. (laughs) Thank you. You're like, let me follow that up with Nana's condoms. Let's try Nana's condoms. (laughs) Hi, I'm such a fan of the podcast. What y'all have created and you each as human beings. Thank you. Thanks. This is mostly a badass grandma brag story, but in the theme of grandparents squirreling things away. My Nana Bonnie was widowed at 37, losing her 40-year-old husband to pancreatic cancer. She was the strongest lady I've ever known, got a job, raised their three kids on her own, sent them all to college, and never remarried or even really dated. She always said she married her husband for life and wasn't interested in anyone else. Oh, God, I'm going to crush. I know. She was the kind of lady that walked a mile every morning well into her 80s, made the best grits, quilted Christmas stockings for my future children she wouldn't get to meet, and always asked me if I wanted a cup of coffee as she made hers, even when I was like eight. I could go on and on about her, but I'll get to it. You want a cup of coffee, eight-year-old? That's that's so my Aunt Kathleen. The kitchen, (laughs) coffee, and like always having some kind of a like Entenmann's, um, you know, cheese danish on the table yeah a little slice of danish yeah oh my god karen eight-year-old karen how do you take your coffee i mean i just have it the way everybody else is having it (laughs) and then get me a beer too (laughs) i'd rather have back half of my dad's beer (laughs) 
<laughs> After her husband died, she found out that she no longer had a need for certain items. My 37-year-old Nana walked into her backyard gardening shovel my 37-year-old Nana walked into her backyard, gardening shovel in hand, and proceeded to bury her unused condoms. <laughs> and then it says in all caps, because obviously. I wish I had asked her more before we lost her seven years ago. All my sister, mom, and I can figure out is that she was too much of a proper Southern lady to risk making the garbage man blush when he saw the condoms in the trash. Yeah. I honestly don't even know. But I smile to think of her digging in her backyard, thinking that was the best place to dispose of condoms she knew she didn't need since the love of her life was gone. And I smile thinking of the person who I hope has since discovered this buried treasure. <laughs> Stay sexy and be like Bonnie, Anna in South Carolina. Oh, Bonnie. I know. She was like, well, it's just not. We just can't have people looking at these. I don't. It's my business. It's just it's, not proper. You can't flush them down the toilet. Oh, that trash man. He'll go right down the street and start talking about my condoms <laughs> if I throw them in there. <sighs> they, they go right under the geraniums. Okay. Everyone in South Carolina, dig up your yard and see if you can find 1970s condoms in there. Dig. <laughs> However old they are. It's um, they're Trojan brand, but they're filled with glitter. <laughs> Okay. Georgia, have you ever been blown away by the most simple dish at a restaurant, like perfectly scrambled eggs? Oh my God, yes, Karen. And then all I want to do is make that dish at home and eat it every day. Well, you probably could, as long as you have the chef's secret ingredient, Made In Cookware. Made In was created to bring restaurant-quality performance kitchenware to home chefs around the world. For years, they've built their business by supplying restaurants and top chefs with high-end cookware. Some of Tom Colicchio's most treasured dishes at his restaurant craft are made in Made In. Whether you're cooking for professional critics or just the critics you live with, your meals will benefit from the quality of Made In products. Like their carbon steel cookware, it combines the best of both cast iron and stainless steel clad, so it's it's rugged enough for grills or an open flame. It's the MVP of summer cookouts and cook-ins. What I really love about made-in cookware is that it actually makes something like having a Memorial Day barbecue much more convenient because you can keep everything on the grill if you need to throw, say, a pan of garlic up on the top while you're grilling your steaks on the bottom. It's strong enough, durable enough to do that. If you want to take your cooking to the next level, remember what so many great dishes have in common. They're all made in, made in. Save up to 25% this Memorial Day from May 18th through May 27th when you visit MadeInCookware.com. That's M-A-D-E-I-N Cookware.com. Goodbye. There's something about the sound of an old-timey cash register that really takes me back. I know. It sounds like someone is about to hand me an ice cream cone, but it also sounds like we just sold some merch. That's right. And if you're a Shopify user like us, you know that this sound means you just made a sale. Shopify has helped millions of businesses sell their products online, but did you know they also offer the same support for brick and mortar stores? From accepting payments to managing inventory, they have everything you need to sell in person. So give your point of sale system a serious upgrade with Shopify. Shopify POS tracks sales across all your locations. That way you'll always know what you have in stock and where. They also provide reliable tech that fits your unique retail needs, like turning a tablet into a credit card reader. And if you're looking to reach new customers, check out Shopify's marketing tools. They're easy to use and they integrate with all social media platforms. With Shopify, we have a powerful partner for managing our sales. And if you're a business owner, you can too. Do retail right with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period today at shopify.com slash 
slash murder. And here's the important note, that promo code is all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash murder and take your retail business to the next level. That's shopify.com slash murder. Again, don't forget the code is all lowercase. Goodbye. Hey, Karen, you know that feeling when you're stressed out and your heart starts to pound and your mind is racing? I do. I know it well. Well, while there's no cure for stress, therapy can help shape your response to it. And since May is Mental Health Awareness Month, there's no better time to try Talkspace. When you sign up for Talkspace, you'll receive a personalized match with a therapist or psychologist, typically within 48 hours. Forbes rates Talkspace as the number one online therapy platform, plus their licensed professionals are in network with almost all major insurance companies. Once you meet your therapy goals, or if you want to cancel for any reason, Talkspace will provide you with a prorated refund for unused time. I feel like these days people understand the importance of therapy, but the difficult part is just taking that first step. It took me months to make my first therapy appointment. I was so scared. I had a lot of ideas in my head about it. And that's why I think Talkspace is such a good idea, because making it so approachable will just get you there sooner. Then you can actually get in there, figure out what you need, talk to an actual professional, and be on your way to solving some stuff that you might want to solve. To celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking it out in therapy, Talkspace is offering our listeners $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. Go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and use promo code SPACE80. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash MFM and enter promo code SPACE80 and get $80 off your first month and show your support for our show. That's Talkspace.com slash MFM. Enter her promo code space 80. Goodbye. This is my last one. It's um it's an uplifting one. Okay, I won't good. read the subject line because it's it's an indicator. Hello and welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> it might be my favorite one yet. Hello and welcome. I live in Washington State and here we have a restaurant called The Rack. Sorry, The Rock. <laughs> I didn't, sorry, I don't have my glasses on. I'm going to make this, I'm going to plus this one plussed up. I mean, honestly, the rack sounds more of a restaurant than the rock. I you know, say. I was thinking of like a fun place to, to drink and dance and show your rack off to people, but <laughs> don't, don't they call pool, pool, pool tables racking the balls or something? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Rack them up. Rack them up. Anyway, she's talking about the rock, the restaurant, okay. the rock. Basically, sure, sure. fancy bar, <laughs> fancy bar food pizza with strange hipster ingredients. They have these drinks that are made in little sand buckets, like you, the kind <laughs> you give a five year old when you go to the beach. <laughs> That's hilarious. No, have you seen the Instagram? We want plates where they just it's just photos from restaurants of people trying to put kitschy food on kitschy fake <laughs> plates. <laughs> That's this would be perfect for that. You can't use them except for these are um, their drinks are in the buckets that's how oh big their God. mixed drinks are wow. this is like a this is a party bar for sure so oh, she shit. says or this person says all right one night a, f- a few of my friends and i had too many buckets and we were obnoxiously buzzed after we left don't worry we had a designated driver we hit the back roads and drove past an italian restaurant 
As we drove by, I looked at the window at the exact right time and saw a girl collapse outside the Italian place. I screamed for my friend to pull into the parking lot, and I was basically out of the car before she put it in park. The girl I saw collapsing was having a seizure. My years my years of Grey's Anatomy training kicked in, and I turned her on her side, made sure someone was calling 911, etc. Paramedics came and helped her. Turns out she was an employee and was just trying to have a smoke break after her stressful night. If I hadn't looked over at that time if my friends and I weren't responsible with a sober driver things could have gone so horribly and someone could have lost their daughter sister or friend mm. I don't remember her name but if you're in but if you're a murderino and listening just know that I think about you often and hope you're okay it's Aww. nice to know that even after mass amounts of alcohol I can act correctly in serious situations that is the best feeling stay mm-hmm. sexy have a designated driver and binge watch binge watch medical shows so you can be a doctor <laughs> when you need to dev <laughs> I love my Grey's Anatomy training. It wasn't like yeah. binging. It was it was training. That's amazing. Also, Dev, I'm very proud of you. I love that you got involved. I love that you were drunk but still paying attention to other people. But you won't die from a seizure. As a person who's had many of them, it's very noble, but you're you're not a fucking 9-11 responder. So just relax. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. Karen taking her down. Just kidding. I w- I literally, if I woke up and she had call- she had called an ambulance. I would have been like, "What the fuck? I have to pay like seven grand now." Yeah, that was. Oh I used to God. always tell people that if I even slightly thought I might have a seizure, I'd be like, "Do not call nine one one. I can't pay for it." As they're freaking the fuck out. Yeah, I'm like, too bad. You have to freak out. It's worth seven thousand dollars to me. Yeah. I mean, let's talk about the healthcare system right now. Oh my God. Okay, this one, my last one's called Coronavirus Bright Spot. Hi, all. I just finished listening to Monday's Maxisode where you asked for uplifting stories amid this time of fear and uncertainty, so I thought I'd share. I work as a nurse in a level four neonatal intensive care unit where very sick and very tiny babies are cared for. And as you can imagine, many of the nurses and staff working here are women with families and young children. Now that all the schools and daycares in Minnesota have been shut down, these families have been left without childcare. However, as soon as it was announced the schools were closed, other nurses in the unit with Without children immediately started volunteering to provide childcare for their coworkers who were left in the lurch. The front oh. desk, sec- I know, the front desk secretaries are now working on putting together a spreadsheet to coordinate people who are available to watch kids and those who need childcare. Needless to say, I love my coworkers and I'm so proud that we have built a community that is willing to help each other out in the most dire of circumstances. I hope this story helps you feel a little less like the world is falling apart and makes you feel a little bit better about your fellow humans. I'm about to cry. That's me, not the letter. Stay sexy and do something kind today, Jane. P.S. Yeah. You have quite a few NICU nurserinos here on our unit. Who knew that people who help care for the tiniest and most vulnerable patients would also have such a fucked up hobby? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Jane, for sending that. I love that. I also love... Just having been raised by a nurse, nurses are so no shit. And they're just about like, we let's take care of the problem and solve it and get it moving forward. Like, yeah. it's kind of very similar to teachers where my sister was like, yeah, they told us in one day that we were no longer like going to be teaching that the kids weren't coming back to school. She goes in four hours, we had an at home teaching system set up. Wow. Like, it's just so it's yeah, there's nothing uh, powerful women, I swear to God. It's just like, if people would yeah. just get out the fuck out of the way, we could really get some stuff done. It's doers. We're doers, you know? Doers. Because we have had real. no choice. That's what we were raised 
And that's what society expects from us, but it's what we expect from ourselves too, which is nothing and also, less than. I was just going to say, and some of us have had a ton of doers. And so we're that's just true. ready to go with all yeah. of the, we drank so much doers in our life. <laughs> That was a fun pun, Georgia. You didn't. I don't get it. Too far away. Shit. Say it again. Doers. Was it too? Is that too top shelf? I only. (laughs) Karen killed Gareth in a time of crisis. (laughs) Oh my God! She's racking them up. She's racking them up. (laughs) Rack them up at the rock. At the rock. Get a bucket and drink it with your friends. Drink a dirty bucket from the party supply store. Drink your whole Long Island iced tea tea out of it. Get your adios motherfucker in a bucket tonight (laughs) at The Rock. (laughs) I tell you right now, thank you whoever is in charge upstairs that I don't drink anymore in this time of crisis. Because it would have been me on the phone with people I shouldn't be calling and telling the neighbor (laughs) stuff I shouldn't be saying and oh my god the out of control robe in the street type of shit I would be doing. (laughs) Robe in the street. Yeah, I'm definitely trying to be careful. I'm definitely trying to be careful because yeah, I know me. I know me better than anyone. I heard my neighbors next door for a second the other day. I thought they were having a party, but they were just both singing, put your head on my shoulder at the same time, clearly drunk, yelling it, like (laughs) yell singing it. So at first I was like, you can't be having a party right now. And then I'm like, oh my God, they're just doing it together. (laughs) Did you start screaming, singing it back with them? I said, shut up. (laughs) No, I just kind of sat here like, oh, that's funny. Like, I don't know why that made me so at first I was like, stop gathering in groups of 10 or more and I was like oh no it's like a couple slow dancing in the front room drunk at 2 p.m. yeah why not that sounds do what you gotta do listen look we're all in this together where's Elvis come here Elvis we're all in this together and indoors Uh, I'll get him I'll get a meow later well thanks for please write in please don't send us your catheters send us more (laughs) positive stories send us stories about how you're (laughs) coping and what's going on we want to hear stories of positivity from the quarantine because we know they're out there we see them on social media but it's more fun to uh, tell everybody at once so if you have them let even the little things little things big things we like it all what uh, what else are we gonna do seriously at my favorite murder at gmail and you know and stay sexy and don't get murdered goodbye Goodbye. elvis you want a cookie